You are listening to the Up In Your Business podcast, episode number 014. Today, we talk to LinkedIn expert Vivica Von Rosen about how to best leverage your LinkedIn account and the wisdom of asking others for help. The other part of it is fake it till you make it. And if you're, you know, if you don't claim expertise, no one's going to give it to you. Welcome to the Up In Your Business podcast building you to do business better. This show is about intention, transparency, and insights from business professionals sharing their personal business. Discover what they've learned the hard way so you don't have to. Empowering a new breed of self-aware leadership. Here's your host, Angus Nelson. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Up In Your Business Podcast. I'm your host, Angus Nelson, coming to you from Music City, USA, aka Nashville, Tennessee. I want to say thank you to all of you taking time to uh, listen today and uh, learning how to become your most effective self. That's my goal for you. And just recently, we, the Nelson family, have acquired a rescue dog. We adopted a 75-pound pup. He's part Part Labrador, part Poodle. They call him a Labradoodle. It's funny because there used to be a time where crossbreeds were just called mutts, but now they've been turned into actual breeds. So now we have a Labradoodle. And he's only about a year and a half old. He's full of energy and awkwardness and uh, lacks in training, uh, whoever the former owners were. I didn't invest that in him. Um, And uh, he's quite lovable. And my kids, they have named him Nash, as in Nashville. So Nash... He's exposing me to some of my own leadership skills or maybe even areas of opportunity for my leadership skills. And I'm discovering that like people, the inclination that you have to react to ill behavior is typically the wrong reaction. In fact, with a dog, it's more effective to ignore bad behavior and instead celebrate positive behavior. And so it's fine. I'm finding it's counterintuitive. And the irony of that is it's not that much unlike people. And while I think that I have fantastic people skills, that's something I've really, really worked at. My doggy leadership leaves something to be desired. And so when Nash, when he barks, um, I'm learning I don't have to yell or get frustrated or irritated. In fact, my negative energy only seems to reinforce his barking more, um, which when I'm working in my office or trying to do recordings of webinars and podcasts, yeah, it can drive me bananas. But instead, what I'm learning is that I can simply just distract him um, with a squirt bottle or I also have like a little air canister or whatever, and then reinforce his good response uh, with affirmation. So when he turns away from the window and comes to me and I can reward him just for coming and say, hey, Nash, good boy, and then maybe even give him a treat. It's amazing, you know, even though I mess up and, and maybe I might snap at him like, Nash, Nash, hush. He's unconditional in his love. And he still comes to my side and places his big noggin on my lap and and loves me despite my faults. And I think that 
dogs often display an unconditional love that as leaders remind us that we ourselves can do better. And so that's been my little learning lesson over the last two weeks, a little Nash. So if you're ever listening to one of uh, these shows and you hear some bark in the background that sounds a little meaty, most likely it's probably Nash. Now, before we get to today's guest, I want to make a request. If you're enjoying this podcast and these interviews, if you could please take the time to leave a review on iTunes, Uh, just take a few moments. That would be fantastic. Um, I'd love to hear um, that you're enjoying the show, obviously, but it also helps the show grow. and, And if you tell your friends about it as well, Um, That would mean a lot to me. Um, My hope is that we would be able to help more people, and you can be a part of that. Um, So let's get get into the show today. Uh, We have a guest who is the author of LinkedIn Marketing, An Hour a Day. She's known internationally as the LinkedIn expert. Uh, She's a CEO of LinkedIn to Business, also holds the biggest LinkedIn chat on Twitter and co-moderates Linked Strategies, the largest LinkedIn strategy group on LinkedIn. Forbes has listed her as a top social media influencer for three years running, and she has been cited in CNN, Forbes, Mashable, Bloomberg, Social Media Examiner, just to name a few. Today, I'm speaking with Vivica Von Rosen. So let's jump into that interview right now. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Vivica. Hello. How are you today? I am excellent. Thank you. I'm still laughing. Well, that's because I'm kind of ridiculous like that. <laughs> um, so we found each other through some mutual friends. Speaking of laughter, people like Brian Kramer, who yes. I was able to interview in episode two, <laughs> and Ekaterina Walter in episode four. Four, so I'm happy uh, to kind of bring about the the trifecta of the three of you on one show. There we go. I love it. And Joel Calm, and yeah, there was actually a bunch of cool people. Yeah. So the truth is, I saw. I think it was was it Brian or Joel mentioned the show. I think it was Brian, and I totally horned in. I was like, well, you should inter- interview me, so people should know that, you know, I was really just using social media to better myself. <laughs> And what I love is, you know, sometimes I have to chase people down and you just threw yourself out there. So it was super easy. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and so this is no longer a trifecta. Now we're, we've gone beyond the trifecta. Yeah, I don't I, I don't even know what that's called anymore. Um, quintet. So well, you, it's a quintet. Yeah. It, about to have a full orchestra of social media awesomeness. That You know, that's that's my background. So that makes sense that all the people I brought on kind of fit that that mold. Uh, moldy. I don't know. Moldy. Um, so I'm kind of deaf though. So <laughs> you're the LinkedIn expert, right? Um, you wisely scoop that up in your social media um, profile IDs and what have you, uh, your avatar. So start, yeah. you started this back uh, in 2006 when LinkedIn was just a figment of people's imagination in the infancy of its. I don't know what kind of metaphor that is. <laughs> Uh, before it came out of the womb, amoebic, it's fully. amoebic state, and you were able to stay with it during all of its growth cycle and its iterations and its pubescence. And I think we're still probably there. Um, yeah, rebellious teenage years right now I think, is what we're going th- through. That sounds about right. So, yeah. how did you get started using LinkedIn, and what was it that was compelling to you that kept you using it even through all of these early iterations? Well, first of all, um, I've always considered it to be a business tool because 
social networking wasn't a thing when I discovered LinkedIn. I mean, Facebook was only for college kids and Twitter hadn't been born yet. So um, for me, it was a business tool. And when it was introduced to me, there was a virtual aspect to the business I was running at the time. And I just thought, oh, my God, there's 7 million people. That's a huge number. Like, if I could just tap 1% of those 7 million, I would I would make my quota this year. So to me, it just was this amazing opportunity, um, kind of like a Rolodex on steroids, to find and reach out and connect with and engage with and hopefully um, bring into the business, which is virtual officing, bring into the business new membership Um which we did, we did manage to use it that way uh, pretty well for about a year until I decided I really sucked at managing offices and I wanted mm-hmm. to teach and train on LinkedIn full time. By which time, you know, Facebook was public and I'd created a, a relationship with Mari Smith, who became a mentor of mine. And Twitter was, you know, on the heels of that. So it wasn't, and, and that's actually um, where Joel Kahn and I connected. And so it wasn't, it wasn't too long until there was this thing called social media marketing. And by that point, I had left my day job. And I was teaching and training on LinkedIn and the other networks, too. And then I, I refocused on LinkedIn in about 2009. So um, it just it was <laughs> it was much better um, suited to me as a, a the, the speaking, training, writing, coaching, consulting was what's a much better gig for me. So very selfishly, I stuck with it. Right. Nice. Uh, so, you know, here's here's the, the thing I'm, I'm thinking in my head is I still know people who don't use LinkedIn at all. And I've had friends who have gone through some job transitions and they asked me to take a look at their resume. Right. And I said, well, before I look at your resume, I'd love to look at your LinkedIn page. And they just looked at me like a cow at a new gate. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. And they just have no concept of, um, of what that means or what that looks like. They don't know how to use it effectively. They, you know, even if they have a profile, it's, it's nowhere near completed, which I don't even think mine's completed. It's still like rebukes me that I'm 85, 90%. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to do this other 10%. I don't want to do exactly. (laughs) Um, is, can you please share like how LinkedIn has become even more relevant for users than simply, you know, we know it as job hunting and recruiting. And can you go beyond that to talk about how it's used in several other areas as well? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to your job seeker friends, and it blows me away too, because that was one of my full, first kind of full-time-ish gigs um, when I was teaching and training was working with job seekers, you know, and 98% of recruiters look at LinkedIn first. So it, it blows me away that job seekers don't have a profile on there. And yes, it is so, so much more than just, you know, LinkedIn for job seekers anymore. Um, it's such a, so people talk about ROI all the time and what's the return on your time investment and what's the return on your monetary investment. But the, the fact is LinkedIn has some kind of weird thing going on with Google because, if you Google LinkedIn expert, my profile shows up first. If you Google your own name, if you have a LinkedIn profile, it will probably show up first. So really, the the acronym we should be looking at is COI, which is what is the cost of inaction. If you've got a partial profile up there, or maybe you created a profile in 2007 and haven't touched it since – you could actually be hurting yourself and your personal brand or your business brand or your corporate brand, depending on how you're representing yourself on LinkedIn. But you could actually be doing damage to yourself and to your business and to your income by having a lousy profile out there. Um, 
so it's not only that, hmm, should I or shouldn't I? It's like, yes, you should. And you better make sure that it looks good. And fortunately, there's a, it doesn't, it's not that hard to make your profile look good. Um, and there's lots of really cool new-ish features that a lot of people aren't even aware of that you can use to really make your profile not only look good, but stand out from your competition. Um, because both with Google and with LinkedIn, it's it's a branding tool. You know, you if you Google someone and, and their LinkedIn profile shows up, it's a branding tool. If you go on LinkedIn and search for someone by keywords and their profile shows up, it's a branding tool. So you need to make sure no matter kind of what you do for a living that you represent yourself and or your company and or your business mm -hmm. properly. Yeah, I feel like I should go out and hire a copywriter <laughs> to do my LinkedIn profile. Mine it's so funny, you know, you're you're really good at giving other people advice, but then when it comes yeah, to I taking know. your own advice, I'm, that's me right there. Um, you know, and, and there's other areas too is, you know, people are using LinkedIn for sales, they're using it for marketing, they're using oh, it yeah, for brand building sales. and the yeah. and you even wrote an article today while it's creeping on you. Um, <laughs> in social media examiner about oh, right. um, about groups. Can you expand a little bit about those areas? <laughs> it's so so funny you should mention groups um so yeah love absolutely. hate love hate um yeah love hate um so absolutely i mean social sales with linkedin what i love about linkedin is you can represent yourself to your best and finest um and you have the ability it's a little harder now than it was say two months ago but you do have the ability to search connect with potentially engage with anyone. And because you're doing it through LinkedIn and, and using LinkedIn's tools and features, you can do it in a way that's not pitchy or salesy or gross, you know, you can, slimy. <laughs> slimy. and, and it's what you've been talking about. I, I hate cold calling. I mm -hmm. don't do it. I mean, that's, that's how much I hate it. I don't do it. And it's probably costing me not doing it. But if there's, if there's a person that I really feel like I need to reach out to this individual, I will absolutely like research them on LinkedIn and then deep dive into their websites and their Twitter until I feel like I know them. Mm -hmm. And it's that comfort level. It's not really anything else. It's the comfort level level that I'm able to achieve researching them through their social presence. That helps me when I'm talking to them, there's no nervousness. There's no neediness. There's no hard selliness to it. It's just because I've used LinkedIn in social sales to research the individual and also position myself in the way I want to. And obviously same thing with marketing, you know, whether it's creating a brand for the individual employees in your company, creating a company page, um, marketing using LinkedIn ads. Um, there's, there's a lot of opportunity there to, to get your brand across and like anything social, you know, the more helpful, useful, intelligent, informational, um, thought leader-ish mm -hmm. that you can appear, the better. And, and there's lots of ways of doing that through updates and through posts. So marketing is a really good, um, a, a good thing to do with LinkedIn. I've mentioned branding five or six times. Uh, so, you know, there, there are a lot of different ways to use LinkedIn above and beyond just a job seeker tool. It, 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 it kills me that people still consider it a, just a job seeker tool. I, you'd think after 10 years, um, coming up on 11 years that people would understand that LinkedIn's a lot more than that. Well, I think, you know, part of that even goes to the generations. Like a lot of my listeners, you know, are, are corporate people, they're enterprise, they're, you know, large business people, yeah. and they're, they're just busy. 
Yeah. And yeah. it's just one more thing like, oh, I got I, I just got out of MySpace into Facebook and yeah. I, this whole <laughs> exactly. Twitteration thing. And then now you're telling me LinkedIn and, 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 and Periscope and Meerkat and, exactly. and, and, and Snapchat and blab, 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 blab. Like, oh my goodness. Like, what, what, where do I spend my time? Yeah. And here in the South, we have a phrase, bless your heart. Bless your precious heart if you really don't like the person. <laughs> and, you know, that's part of the frustration is technology and tools are changing so much, expanding. And LinkedIn is not only is it one of many tools that right. are expanding, it itself is expanding and changing at Ooh. rapid pace. Yeah, uh, most definitely. What are some of the new things that are um, unfolding or have just unfolded that maybe you could share with our listeners? Sure. Do I have to be positive? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'll try to. I'll try to I'll or try how to can use, people use it people positively? Use it positively. So, as you mentioned, um, the group's feature changed pretty dramatically about a month ago. Um, they did it, I think, to reflect the new um, app, the new mobile app, because LinkedIn's understanding. They're, they're usually the last to jump on board, but they are finally understanding that mobile is probably going to be the future of LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, I will say that the the mobile app, which is, by the way, only available right now if you have an iPhone, which fortunately I do, Android coming soon. Um, that's kind of their – that should be LinkedIn. Android coming soon should be their new tagline. Mm-hmm. But um, it's actually one of – it's the first time I found a feature that's more usable as a mobile app than it is on the website itself. So what I really like about the new groups app is um, it allows you, because it has notifications, it allows you to see very quickly, very easily who's commented, liked, etc. on your, now they're called conversations, your posts. Um, and then you can respond to them in the same space using an at reply. So you don't have to keep jumping from different groups to see what kind of communications or you don't have to scroll down 10,000 notifications on your homepage to see what kind of notifications on your groups. It's all right there. And it's only for some odd reason, only available on the iPhone groups app. Um, but that's one of the things I really like about the groups app. I think, this has not been confirmed, but I think LinkedIn made all these changes, A, to reflect the new mobile app, but also because there was a lot of complaints about spam on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So they've now made all groups request to join, um, or if it's a private group, or rather an enlisted group, you have to um, be invited to join. You can't even request to join. The, The unlisted groups are just that. They are so private that you can't even find them in a search. Now, I like that because, you know, user groups, client groups, um, company groups, if you, if you want an open forum and for some reason you think that LinkedIn's the only place you can have that open forum, not a G plus community or say your own, you know, company's forum. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you feel like LinkedIn is the only place that you can have a forum, it is actually extremely private. You don't have to worry about that your group getting hacked into by a competitor. So it's a nice, safe place to have conversations and then the the private groups, which are um, you know still request to join, but they're findable in the in the search. Um, you know they they still allow you to communicate. LinkedIn got rid of the promotions tab, which I don't quite understand that because now if you do have something to promote, where do you put it? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, I guess. And 
what I'm finding and what a lot of the moderators and most of the complaints have been about, it's a lot more work now, um, a lot more contents landing in the moderation queue. So if you're not an active moderator spending an hour or so a day on your group, it's, it's, it's going to pivot downhill slowly. I think this is pretty much a sink and swim move by LinkedIn. So they're, they're going, okay, guys, if you want groups, you need to make sure they're relevant, they're active, you need to take the time managing them. You know, managing a group is a privilege, um, treat it as such, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what the future of groups are. But I do like the new app, and I do find that um, it helps me engage with my greater network. Right. So let's, let's dial it back to okay. even more um, practical stuff. Yeah. What are like some of the secret sauce for people to use LinkedIn effectively as far as like how to build their profiles? And I know maybe this sounds super yeah. basic, but I want to keep it like super simple. What, yeah, where can someone start? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, here's what I'll say about the link. So most of the people complaining about all the changes on LinkedIn are that super users, all the ninja tricks and all the hidden tricks and, and, and techniques and strategies that we used to use, most of those have been eliminated. But for the average user, I think LinkedIn might even be a little bit more friendly. Um, So that being said, um, there's some really cool tools available now for your profile. The first one's that hero or that header image. It almost looks like a banner that rests behind the top of your profile. Yeah, like a wallpaper type of thing. Yeah, kind of like a wallpaper. A lot of opportunity there for branding. And the, the setup is a little weird because it's an inverse U or yeah, it's an inverse U shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really can only put content on the outer edges and it changes depending on what browser you're on and how you're viewing the profile. But that being said, it's actually a lot of really prime real estate. Like that's where LinkedIn puts a lot of its ads is across the top. So now you've got a lot of prime real estate. Add your logo for branding. Add your contact information, you know, website, phone number, email address, because web crawlers can't pick up that information. Mm. So if you put it in lower down in your profile, you know, you start might, you might start getting a whole lot of spam. But if it's up there on the top, web, web crawlers can't see it. But the prospect looking at your profile right now can. So if you've got a nice call to action, if you've got a clear, you know, intent coming across on your profile, they may very well sit there and pick up the phone. I use a Google Voice phone number. So I know any number that comes through that Google Voice number, they found me on LinkedIn because mm-hmm. it's not anywhere else. Um, same thing, I use help at linkedintobusiness.com. Any email I get from that um, is coming from LinkedIn. So it's a way for me to manage. But that that hero or that banner image that goes across the top is a great opportunity. It's free. It's available finally to everyone in the U.S. and, and you know, all over Europe and Eurasia and, you know, down below mm-hmm. in Australia. So it's absolutely um, worth worth taking the time to 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 create that image. Um, that That's like that's one of the most underutilized and probably one of the most important things that you can do for branding, personal branding or company branding on your, on your profile. The other things are also visual. You have to upload your photo. A, give up the idea that there anything is secure anymore. Mm-hmm. That way. Give up that idea that, that any, that in fact, my new books, um, LinkedIn security, who's watching you. So we can give that up, um, upload your photo, make sure it's, it's, you know, it's professional looking, 
you've got 11 times better chance of someone engaging with you if you've got a photo. I, I guess it's even more than that, but that's what LinkedIn says. Um, so absolutely upload a professional looking photo. You don't have to spend $500 on a photo session. Just make sure it looks decent, you know. Um, and then the other thing is media. So you can up, you can add a link to a YouTube video. You can upload a PowerPoint presentation presentation or SlideShare presentation. You can upload images. If you've got a bunch of testimonials on your website, take some screenshots of those and upload them as images. Mm -hmm. So lots of opportunity to make your profile more visually attractive. And it lends credibility to your profile because all day long I can say I'm the LinkedIn expert and you can choose to believe me or not. But if I've got, you know, my Forbes articles and my CNN interview and blah, 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 if I've got that up there, maybe you're going to believe that I'm actually an expert. Or for those of you who have products and services, you know, product demonstration, video client testimonials, there's a lot of opportunity for free to add content that lends credibility to um, you as a business person. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Thank you. Um, and while you're doing that, I, I went and did a vanity search on Google. And sure enough, my LinkedIn profile was the second one (laughs) right below my website. It's perfect. At least my website's like four down. So (laughs) that's because you're the LinkedIn expert. (laughs) Let's kind of back up a little bit about you personally. You've been able to adapt and learn and, and change your own tactics, not just with, you know, LinkedIn, but you've also experimented with, you know, Periscope and, and Blab and some of these other technologies. How have you embraced that? And how have you become flexible in learning all this tools and technology? I, you know, I like trying everything on. Like I tried Periscope on. Um, it doesn't suit my personality. Uh, Periscope's great. Like Kim Garst and, and, and Brian Fanzo and everyone's like killing it on Periscope. It, it doesn't suit my personality. I don't like talking at, I don't like not engaging with my, my audience, in a, which is why I like Blab so much. But, you know, I'll try it on and see if it works. I don't use Facebook as optimally as I should. I, I've hired some people to manage my Facebook a little bit. And if I want to do better with Facebook, I'm just going to invest and, and delegate it and, you know, and probably with Jenny or, but I'm going to, I'm going to invest in having that done for me. And Jenny is your VA? Jenny Brennan. Um, no, she's just, she's, (laughs) she's the, she's the, uh, she's the Facebook ads queen to the stars. Um, um, or, or Brian Carter or any, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pay someone to do what I don't do well. I think one of the best pieces of advice I ever got as a young business person was do what only you can do. Now, I do Twitter really well. I do LinkedIn really well, obviously. I think I do Blab really well. At least I have a lot of fun doing Blab. So um, I do those because I'm good at it and I like it. And then other than that, like I know I need to be doing better on Facebook. So I'm just going to hire someone to do that for me. And I just don't think, even though Sue Zimmerman thinks I should be more active on Instagram, it's not necessarily where my audience is right now. That B2, I, I've got a very B2B audience. So my B2B, mostly masculine audience isn't on there yet. So when they are, I'll be more active. I don't do Snapchat, but that's because my audience isn't there. I don't really do Pinterest because that's because my main audience isn't there. And, and when they are, I'll learn how to do those things or I'll just hire someone to do it for me. And same thing for who knows what's going to come next, you know, what's going to be the next blab, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just do what you can do, hire someone else to do what needs to be done and, and don't do the things that really don't serve your business. What about um, 
when you started all this, you've, you've become a wonderful and powerful self-promoter, <laughs> you know, when you, and I say, I say that in all the most flattering of ways, but when you first started to build your own personal brand, and I, I can share this just from my own, you know, experience, like putting yourself out there, you know, can yeah. be, you know, a little intimidating. Like what were some of your, you know, personal struggles or fears or, um, you know, those little things in your head that you had to push through? Well, first of all, the name LinkedIn expert. I mean, I remember very clearly I was in a Twitter class and they were just like literally showing us how to use Twitter. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get the, let me see if LinkedIn experts available, fully expecting it not to be. It was, so I took it. You know, ever since then, I throw up a little bit in my mouth because it's a little (laughs) bit self-aggrandizing. At least I didn't claim LinkedIn guru, right? But um it, it is a little bit of a ooh. And quite frankly, back then, no one was a LinkedIn expert with the exception of maybe, you know, Reed, Reed Hoffman, who designed LinkedIn. So uh, that's one side of it. That's the, oh, little old me, I'm not good enough, as well as people aren't going to like me if I call myself an expert. The other part of it is fake it till you make it. And if you're, you know, if you don't claim expertise, no one's going to give it to you. Like you, you still have to claim it. And it's interesting, and I don't know that this is necessarily true. It might, I might be way overgeneralizing, but I think women in general are a little hesitant to claim guru, expert, um, you know, maven, whatever. Um, and we kind of have to get over that. I've, I've had, you know, in, in some ways, LinkedIn expert is separate than Vivica Von Rosen because she's a, you know, she's an expert in LinkedIn who teaches and trains on LinkedIn, and she is me, obviously. But there's a little bit of separation there because she's not all me. Mm-hmm. What I'm, what I'm finding interesting, like I'm doing it, and I'm finding it a little bit challenging, and I'm, I'm watching what's coming up emotionally with me as I do this. I'm rebranding to my own name, and so now it's almost like, you know succeed or fail before it was up to me, but it was up to me as LinkedIn expert. Like what happens if I fail as Vivica Von Rosen in business? So it's for people who are rebranding or or who are branding to their own name, like Mari Smith and Peg Fitzpatrick and well, just about everyone who who brands to their own name. It's very personal. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's, and I'm just in the process of it. I'm I'm literally right in the process of it. So I, I don't know that I have any answers. Um, but it's a very, it's a different process I, I find than just branding to my area of expertise. So I, fortunately I did my whole podcast <laughs> under my own name, uh, yeah. not up in your business. I just had a URL and had that point to, you know, angusnelson.com. And then it's always a quandary when I'm trying to send yeah. people to my website, you can go right. to up in your business.co or angusnelson.com. doesn't matter. You're going to end up in the same place. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're going to get there. And I'll 301 it for a while. Like as, as I build VivicaVonRosen.com, I'll, I'll probably do that for a while as have the two separate and then eventually point everything from LinkedIn to business. But, you know, LinkedIn to business also gets about 100,000 hits a month. So that's also like I, I'm kind of like going gulp. But mm-hmm. as I move beyond LinkedIn um, – I can't, I can't move beyond LinkedIn really. And it, and it still be linked into business. So that's, that's, it's scary. It's scary rebranding and losing that web traffic, right, and, right. you know, and people need to know you, you know, for who I am anymore, not just for the moniker LinkedIn expert. And all the SEO value that you've invested. And all the SEO mm-hmm. value. Holy moly. Yeah. Um, well, what about, um, you know, now that you are quote unquote expert, now that, um, you know, you are, 
you know, all of these things that people expect of you when you walk on stage or when you write an article right. and, and there's this level of expectation that you have to rise to each yeah. and every time. Yeah. Does that ever get to you? Oh yeah. You know, and here's the thing. I'm, I'm very much a get it done. It doesn't have to be perfect. And, and trust me, every, every blog post that has a spelling error, five or 10 or 50 people will let me know. Um, that's the, the best, isn't it? I get. Yeah. I'm like, thank you so much. Um, no, actually I, I really do appreciate it. Cause sometimes it's, it's a, it's a pretty glaring, obvious mistake that I somehow didn't catch. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, and, and, and Angus, here's the thing. And I think this is the first time I've admitted this out loud even. So, Hey, premiere for your show only. Um, I am really nervous also about rebranding to Vivica Von Rosen because, first of all, everyone knows LinkedIn expert. Not everyone, but, you know, LinkedIn experts, pretty well known. Um, and, and, I've, and I've achieved a, a certain level of expect, a success. And now as I go to Vivica Von Rosen, I'm like, well, crap, now I'm just like everybody else out there. Mm, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, and if I move away from doing just LinkedIn – then I'm like everyone else out there doing business and sales training or doing lead generation or doing rebranding or doing, um, doing, you know, reinvention or whatever. Um, so that, that's a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, I have to, you know, I'm, I'm going back to not being known. A, first of all, thank if you so much for sharing that, but B, I'll put my coach's hat on for a second. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I won't send you an invoice for this. Um, <laughs> You know, here's the thing about Vivica. She is one in seven billion. Right. There will never be another you. And as much as you can have that concern to say, I'm just like everyone else, everyone that's listening to this, we think that about ourselves sometimes. And I think one of the biggest things any one of us can do is to look into the mirror and say, I am who people think I am. Because that's how they value me. And, and just like branding, it's not who you say you are. It's what other people say you are. And when other people can be in your presence and can be inspired and can be invigorated and can feel warm and can feel loved, like that's the real you. It's how you impact people. I've always said, you know, it's not my quote. Somebody else said it, but, you know, people don't remember what you say but they always right. remember how you make them feel. And you make people feel amazing. Oh, thank you. I, you know, and I thank you for that. And I, I hope I know that's true on some level. Um, but, you know, for the people who are, who are listening and are rebranding and are changing careers, it's a, it's a big move. One of my clients was CEO of a major media company and, you know, now he's going into executive coaching and um, it's, you know, going from being like the the guy that all the stars are kowtowing to, to just another executive. But of course he is who he is. Mm -hmm. And so I know that for him. I just have to remember that for myself as well. So thank you for that. And, thank and you, you know, that's the thing is we, we have to be reminded, like I said before, you know, I can tell everybody you know, great ways to brand or to tell their story or to, you know, share themselves. But oftentimes we have to be reminded, like we're too close to the action. And yeah. so it's like tunnel vision and like horse blinders all we see is, right. is what we perceive. And it oftentimes takes a third party to step yes. in and say, well, have you thought about, have you considered? And that's why as, as a coach, you know, for me, 
that's what I love is being able to help people see past the things they think may be a hurdle, but on the flip side are absolutely powerful. And the other element too, is where we see our weaknesses. Most of our weaknesses are nothing more than overused strengths. And the more that we understand how we interact with the world or how the world interplays with us, we start to understand that like for me, I can be super gregarious and I can be super Mm -hmm. spastic. Like that's part (laughs) of my personality. Like there's this element. And when I work in corporate settings, if I walk into a room like, you know, spastic dude, um, I lose credibility. And what I refuse to do is to be someone I'm not like, I'm not going to be fake. But what I am right. going to know is the wisdom um, and the expertise to to be who I need to be so that they can receive what they need to receive. Exactly. Dead on. No matter what you're teaching, training, sharing. And commu- yeah. communication yeah. is this. I, I took a communication class um, and it was part counseling. And I know you have some, some background in that. And one of the things I learned about communication, and if you ever study like Myers-Briggs or Disc Profile yeah. or any of those areas... It's like the most powerful part of communication is not saying what you want to say. It's saying what you need to say in a way that the hearer receives it. Exactly. And I think that's even as marketers, um, people forget that. Like that's And it is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's key. You can talk all day, you know, and, and it's, it's even bringing it back to LinkedIn don't focus your LinkedIn profile on what you do. You focus it on how you can help mm-hmm. your audience, your, your key, your, your key target market. Um, I also want to say, you know, you, you made, we talked earlier about my, my assistant who's phenomenal and wonderful and she can never leave. It's <laughs> investing in other people in your business. So it's, it's investing in people that you can delegate work to. Mm-hmm. It's investing in coaches. I'm a, I mean, I had, a time management coach. Mm. I've got a business coach. Um, I think it's exactly what you said. We, I don't care how brilliant we are. We cannot see ourselves clearly and our businesses clearly and masterminds, whether it's a, a mastermind that you just create with your, you know, friends or one of those masterminds that you pay for, you know, it's, it's a great idea to have a group of people to, um, give you honest feedback on if you're making a horrible decision on your new logo or not. So (laughs) absolutely. Oh, that's gotta be brutal. (laughs) So brutal, (laughs) but honest, you know, otherwise that horrible logo would have gone on my website. So, um, it's, it, it is, it's so important to invest in, in other people, to help you with your business. And I'm just going to smile and nod because I just yanked my headphone right out of my mic. I was like, <laughs> I said, that's brutal. And I moved my arms. And I, and there so there's some go. transparency for you. Whatever you just said, I'm sure it was amazing. It was awesome. I was basically saying people should hire you, Angus. They should. <laughs> no, I, actually right I was. I was saying it is, it is so crucial that we invest um, in other people in helping us with our business. So let me um, bring it in for a landing like for the people who are listening to this, um, I want you to, you know, feel, you know, you can take whichever path you want on this. Um, when they are stepping out into all of this, whether it be the technology, the LinkedIn or the marketing of themselves, their personal branding. Um, if you were to step back, mm-hmm. say to when you were 20 and knowing what you know today, what would you tell yourself about facing the most current trends 
tools, technology, and future of work? Yeah, first of all, I say don't date Mike. That's what I would have told myself in my 20s. Don't date Mike. Um, <laughs> the other thing <laughs> If I could go Brilliant. back and, 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 and sell anything, I've always, I'm actually an introvert, but I've always been very, I've, I love trying new things out. So I don't think I would have had to have coached myself as far as try new things. It's okay to, I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've leapt off the cliff, literally, because I used to be a hang glider pilot, but leapt off the cliff, not knowing where, you know, if, if, if mm-hmm. I had wings to support me or where I was going to land. So I've done that a lot, maybe even too much. Um, and I'm doing it again, but mm-hmm. what I would have told myself, invest in people who can actually help you with your business, whether it's an assistant or whether it's a marketing team or whether it's a coach. Um, don't, in, don't put that $10,000 into that real estate scheme that, you know, don't, don't, there's no get rich quick. It's all work. Um, so if you're going to spend money on your business, which you should invest in people who can help you support your business. And I wish I'd known that earlier. I also wish that the 20 year old had known and acted on do what only you can do, because I sure spent a whole lot of time creating mediocre work on stuff that anyone could have done. Um, and not right. focusing on what I was brilliant at, whether it was my tax, owning my horse, my tax store, or whether it was, you know, running the education company I used to to market and, and manage, or whether it was running the business office, or whether it was doing what I do now. Um, I wish I had learned earlier on to do what only I can do and, and delegate the rest, and then to to accept help. And, at, you know, I don't know if it's a Swedish thing or if it's an only child thing or if it's a Canadian thing, but I am horrendous at asking for help. Um, And any feedback, I'm getting better, but feedback used to feel like criticism, even if it was constructive and awesome. And so I'd, I'd tell myself, like, get over it and listen to the feedback and ask for feedback and ask for help, because that is the best and fastest way that you can grow your business and your success. That's awesome. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Have an awesome day. Thanks. You too. I'm super thankful for Viveka joining us today. If you do want to get a hold of her, uh, you can find her at her website, linkedtobusiness.com. And soon, as she stated, you'll actually be able to go to our website at vivekaronrosin.com. Um, other contact pieces will be on the show notes at upinyourbusiness.co. Uh, there'll be lots of stuff over there. Now, one of the things I'm trying to create with this podcast, uh, with this show, I'm trying to build a community of self-aware leaders. And that's not necessarily something you can create a standard formula for. However, on today's show, um, I think Maybe you've gotten a glimpse of how I coach, um, an example how all of us sometimes lose perspective of the value we bring and maybe even how we see or value ourselves. And I'm really thank you. I, I'm really thankful for Viveka's transparency. And my hope is that it will inspire more transparency in your life as well, both in your leadership, how you manage and the people that you serve, including your spouse or family, your partner. Um, All of that, I hope, uh, is inspired by today's show. And even more, I hope you begin to see that we are all the same. We all have fear, intimidation, and self-doubt. And whatever you're contending with, I want you to know this. 
you are not alone. And if you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard me say that before, and I stand by it. None of us are alone. There's so many people going through many of the things that we think we're the only one. So again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. I'd love uh, for you to place a review on iTunes. Um, that would be fantastic. Uh, you helping us get the word out um, and help others to discover the necessary insights that I'm sharing um, to transform their own careers and lives. That would be much appreciated. Uh, in addition, uh, you can join um, our private group on Facebook. You just jump into Facebook and do a search for Up In Your Business group, and you'll see us there. Go ahead and ask to be invited in. I will get you in the door and uh, get into the conversation there. And lastly, show notes, any other resources on uh, my website, you can find that at upinyourbusiness.co. Uh, you'll also want to sign up for exclusive content that I'm giving to members um, uh, through email, and you can do that simply by putting your own email at the top of the page. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for being with me on our next uh, show, uh, our next interview on next Monday. Um, we will be talking with Scott Jordan, who is the CEO and founder of, um, of Scotty Vest, and you may have already seen him on a TV show called Shark Tank. Really excited for you to hear that interview with him. Other than that, have an incredible day and be amazing. Thanks for listening to the Up In Your Business podcast with Angus Nelson. Find more at upinyourbusiness.co. Remember, that's .co, not com.